Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Literally everyone hates bullying. I think that's pretty clear. But too often, bullies get away with doing terrible things to other people. However, this kid is different and he takes matters into his own hands in the most genius way possible. This is r slash nuclear revenge. Haribo revenge goes way further than intended. I was a witness to this a long time ago and the results were learned of by word of mouth. Once upon a time, there was a kid. Let's call him Marco. Marco was your everyday kid, a little skinny. I remember him being slightly geeky. If you left your pens unattended, he'd disassemble them before you turned back around in your seat at times. He was nice, polite, and fairly helpful. This was middle school. One day though, he does it to a bully let's call him polo polo is huge but with fat he looks like if you drill three holes into him a giant could use him for bowling he's not nice he's not handsome he's got a posse of equally disgusting friends who all gang up together to bully others i suspect that if they hadn't ganged up with each other they would have been bullied perhaps they had been in the past and got a taste of power over others when they ganged up i don't know i kept to myself One day, I see Marco with a swollen eye and wet hair. He's limping a bit too, and his backpack is ripped. I asked him, what the hell happened? It turns out, Polo threw him into a bathroom stool by his backpack, which ripped. The toilet got him in the knee, and Polo shoved his face into the water, bashing his eye into the seats. I asked why Polo had done this to him, and he says, I took his pen apart. It was just a bit crystal or some cheap pen like that. Things escalate over the next few weeks. Eventually, Marco has to take time off when Polo strips him naked in the bathroom, except for his boxers, and makes him shove them into the toilet. The school, being full of your typical buttholes, tries to expel Marco for damage to school property and does nothing to Polo. This is stopped by video evidence of the gang leaving the bathroom, laughing and rifling through Marco's backpack, then tossing it in the trash. When Marco comes back, he's different. He's not happy. He's quiet, subdued. He doesn't talk to anyone and bruises magically appear on him between classes. He withdraws into himself and begins to look positively skeletal. Of course, no one at the school does anything. Except this one nice jock He comes across Polo stealing Marco's backpack And folds Polo into a trash can Of course, he's suspended But does it again when he comes back The teachers give up on suspending the jock After his parents threaten to sue The fact that someone bothered to stand up for him though Seems to have given life back to Marco He starts opening back up and putting weight back on Which is very good One day though, he's wearing a scarf A very special, beautifully knitted scarf His grandfather had knit it for him Yes, grandfather, before he died Polo steals it and comes back the next day With a bag of ashes, handing it to Marco He laughs hysterically Marco comes back the next day With a backpack full of sugar-free Haribo gummy bears Polo, being the glutton that he is Steals every single bag of bears And eats them by the fistful throughout the day Marco cries But I remember something in his sobs That didn't quite reach his eyes Near the end of the school day Polo lurches out of the class and bolts for the bathroom he doesn't come back the next day or the next 
Someone says they saw blood in the bathroom Polo comes back a few days later with an eye patch and mottled fading bruises all across his face I believe it's called petachii. He is permanently blind in his left eye and the bruising makes him look like a ripening fruit for as long as it lasts He's in and out of school for doctor's appointments for a while He didn't mess with marco again and instead became very introverted and quiet The reports of blood in the toilet of the bathroom he went to were never confirmed, but it's quite likely Wow, a very nuclear start to this episode. This bully, let's be honest, deservedly going blind in one eye. Nobody likes a bully. So is this fair? I don't know. Maybe it is. Now, Opie explains later in the comments that Polo was actually extremely intolerant of sugar substitutes. So that is the reason why he had this reaction, ending up with burst blood vessels in that eye, leading him to go blind. Unbelievable. You know what? Fair play to Marco. I can't think of anything worse than getting bullied by someone like Polo. And also, fair play to the jock for stepping in, taking the suspension on the chin, but doing it for the right cause. Both of you, absolute legends. Cheating ex, flaunts side chick, loses his job, and she gets graduation dress burned into oblivion. This happened almost 10 years ago. So even if dots get connected, I know I'm safe as per our laws. This didn't actually happen to me, but I executed the revenge. My last year of middle school, I introduced my best friend, whom I'm going to call Lily to one of my arts classmates who i'm gonna call trashy they dated for around seven years all through high school and uni until she found right after graduation that trashy had been cheating on her with his classmate from uni catty cats lily and trashy took language lessons at a small school next to a big shopping mall and after their breakup i went with her there so she could cancel her classes i've been giving her grand speeches about how life would take care of teaching the guy a lesson all this rubbish after being done with cancellation fees papers and all we went into the mall for a feel better design and guess who was there at the food courts trashy who spotted me and lily right away and catty cat who looked as white as a ghost trashy literally dragged catty cat towards us we were both frozen because can you believe it and forced catty cat who clearly wanted to be anywhere but there to greet lily and ask lily are you not going to talk to me all the while with a disgusting grin i pulled lily from there without a word we left them all walked to the bus stop all in silence after i digested what had just happened i told lily you know what i said about life forget it it's gonna take too long i know what i did afterwards was illegal and only later would i realize how catastrophic it could have been lily still had all of trashy's passwords bank account email cell phone etc and he had hers as soon as we got home she'd been staying with me since the breakup i made her change all her passwords and asked her for his emails that's all i wanted in our country whatsapp is the most used social media and we often set it to backup daily into our google drive or gmail trashy had his backup on gmail i skimmed through two years worth of conversation with catty cat complete with pictures and audio files and screenshot or cropped out the most interesting parts such as them talking about sex in the restrooms and emergency exit at trashy's work during his shift bragging about how they blinded their so's to have their escapades it turns out catty cat was married now i was going to send the clippings of doom to trashy's family he was their golden boy but i got a better idea after learning how bad they'd fricked up so i tracked down trashy's boss on linkedin got his work email found catty cat's husband on facebook and using a throwaway account sent them the bomb I heard through the grapevine that trashy got fired but cried literally for a second chance and was on probation at work one more f up and bye bye not the outcome that i wanted but meh fast forward a few months i was talking to my cousin and she was telling me about how her fiance's colleague was traveling all over the world and he recently posted some pictures at a bar made of ice and she wanted to travel there too she showed me the picture the guy had posted 
Lo and behold, traveling colleague was Catty Cat's ex-husband Rick. I asked her how she knew Rick, and she told me he was her fiance's friend and work colleague. I didn't tell her about my shenanigans. Only said that Rick's ex-wife and my best friend's ex had cheated on her, and inconspicuously, I hope, asked my cousin how Rick was. How it must have been a sad breakup for him. And did she spill the tea? So, Catty Cat had introduced Rick to Trashy during her graduation ceremony a few weeks before I sent the bomb, saying, look, this is the friend who helped me with my graduation project. Rick had allowed Trashy and Catty Cat to use his computer at home for said project. It turns out they were screwing on his bed while he was working his butt off to pay for her sorry one. And she made him shake hands with her lover. Rick was a programmer. Catty Cat was from the countryside. And she'd been living in the city with him for a few years. Rick had an awesome salary. He paid for everything so Catty Cat could focus on uni. But one day, he received some evidence that his wife was cheating on him. With the guy he'd shaken hands. The same guy he allowed to use his computer in his house to help his wife do her graduation project. Rick got her graduation dress, set it on fire, shoved her into the car, drove all the way to her family's home in the countryside and reportedly dragged her into her parents' house by the hair, made her kneel, and tell her mother and father what she'd been doing. Her father was so distressed, he had a minor stroke, and her mother kicked her out and cut her off from the family. As far as I know, last I checked was five years ago, there was still no contact. Rick threw her out of the house. She moved in with Trash's family, and Rick, now with his salary, Trashy X Free, was living La Vida Loca, going to ice bars in neighboring countries. And I was desperate. Had Rick been 1% madder, he could have burned her along with the dress. Her father could have died after my interference. I didn't calculate how Rick could react at all. I called Lily, told her all about it, lost my sleep over it for weeks, and even considered confessing to what I did. Lily asked me to let it go. What was done was done, to take this as a lesson and let life run its course the next time, as I'd initially said it would. I'm not proud of it, and even though I don't lose sleep over it anymore, I still feel somewhat guilty. Confessing here is kind of cathartic, though. Okay, it's one thing cheating on your partner. I mean, that's pretty bad. I think we can all agree. But then, to do that, and then introduce your partner to the person that you're cheating on them with, and have them shake hands is actually crazy like the level of psycho that you must have to be to do that is actually nuts and the fact they both did it as well they genuinely said no i want you to meet the person that i'm cheating on you with it's unbelievable it really is that might be the most shocking thing in this entire story to me i mean i don't even care that someone almost died had a stroke the fact that someone would do that wow and also op it's not your fault that it could have gone a lot worse like them cheating was the reason why this happened them cheating is the reason why the dad had a mini stroke it's not you telling them it's not you making rick know that it happened like yeah you did the right thing by letting everyone know and telling rick what was going on the fact that her dad had that reaction is because of his daughter's actions it's nothing to do with you and also i know you say at the end or at least lily has said next time just let nature take its course i don't know i feel like cheaters need to be called out right what might have happened if you hadn't called them out yes the dad nearly died but again we've said that's not your fault so rick cat to know didn't he i i think you did the right thing there personally let me know what you think down below in the comments now before we get into our next story i have a very special announcement for you after an insane amount of demand from you guys i'm delighted to say that i've released some limited edition not today karen merch picture this you're out and about in the streets and a wild karen appears and starts confronting you what do you do well normally you have to talk to a witch like this however get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it laugh and walk away how easy is that the link is down in the description if you like what you see go ahead check the stuff out i think they'd make a great christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself as always it's official stuff from the very best supplier so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel with that being said let's carry on 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On Never Safe to Badger. As an apprentice, during the early days of my career, I worked for a no-nonsense Italian master marble installers. During one of the first big projects I was on, they were installing 8 by 20 centimeter Italian bone stone on the side of a brand perfect. All the huge pallets were stacked in one area, and after finally clearing customs from Italy, sitting on the dock for 110 days, three of us were charged with keeping the installers in materials. Holy heck, they were installing like madmen, and we were busting bulls. Whenever a guy had to wait more than a minute or two, he was start yelling in italian andiamo andiamo stupido cretino let's go let's go stupid moron nice side note my father was off the boat from Campobasso, italy so i knew what was up at the same time the so-called bank safe guys were also on site seeing there was a stupid visor an older gentleman and his nitwits bluto like son he reminded me of non-general zod's slow lackey after three weeks of listening to the dad berate and badger his son we'd all just about had enough of his trash this was evident during one lunchtime when a tree frog jumped out of one marble crate the idiot dad grabs a gallon of muriatic acid sitting there pours some into a plastic cup and proceeds to drop the frog into it bellowing an evil laugh oh look an italiano frog Here's what we do to them here in America. As luck would have it, the frog merely jumps the F out of that cup and right onto the guy. Holy heck, he starts screaming as the acid is all over him. He runs out to the hose and starts drenching himself. While he's out there, all the other guys agree that he's just a POS and the son was the prez of that club. Okay, another week goes by and all the trades were behind schedule. Our marble crew was on our final leg and the very last pallet was behind this god-awful huge deposit safe still packed on a pallet. I couldn't even get around to it to offload it by hand. I politely asked the kid if he could move it and he snaps, better ask my dad. Ugh, so I go and find him. Again, politely inquire and he snaps, I'll move it when I'm good and ready. You think you're more important than us? Can't you see we're busy? Who the frick do you think you people are? You people? Hmm. Marble setters, Italians, guys in Harley shirts, I don't know. So I go and tell the installers who are already getting agitated and oh boy, the one guy starts yelling at the son in Italian and the father is yelling back at the guy. I may not understand you, but I know you're calling him bad names. How about this? F you, huh? Understand that? Huh? F you and your trashy marble. So then the stupid visor's number is on the wall and we call and he calls. And finally, the son begrudgingly and ever so slowly moves the freaking pallet. The entire rest of that day, the two of them were hollering, disparaging remarks about us. We wanted to strangle the both of them, as you can imagine. At the very end of the job on a Friday afternoon, us apprentices were breaking down the wet saw and cleaning up all our debris. While tossing garbage, I overhear the dad hollering at the sun. Okay, I'm leaving, so don't screw this up. When the cement truck gets here, don't let him pour until you check the electric meter in front of the driver. Be sure he sees the reading, okay? Got it? He must see the reading, okay? I'm asking one thing. Don't screw this up. And off he goes. No idea I heard this entire exchange. Now, what he's talking about is this. When they install these huge stainless steel deposit safes into the wall of a new bank, they wrap the entire thing in about 200 feet of cable wire. So if anyone tries to chip their way in, it will trigger the alarm. 
damn thing resembles a rubber band ball when it's finished. Before they encase the entire kit and caboodle with high strength number one concrete, the safe guys clip test wires to each end to be sure there is contact for the alarm guys as there will be zero way to repair it after the pour. Everyone is gone but the son and myself. The truck pulls up. The kid, all boss-like, approaches the driver and over the roar of the truck, he hollers, you have to witness the meter read. The guy's unimpressed. Yeah, whatever. The dimwit attaches the leads and it shows positive conductivity and he shows the driver. When he looks at it, I really don't think he knew what he was even looking at and snorts, Okay, I guess. The kid's all proud and screams, let it go. And while the guy's positioning the shoe over the framed in deposit safe, I go around back and take my trusty gerber plier multi-tool and just reach in there and start cutting wires. I cut a half dozen and flooped up the wires to cover it. Less than three minutes later, the entire thing was covered and encased in the concrete. The next day we show up and there's the father, the son, the stupid visor, the concrete guy, the contractor, the alarm guy, and four suits standing around this meter taking turns assigning blame. The best part we heard was the father screaming about getting paid and the contractor refusing until that circuit showed positive. And we all know that's not going to happen. Now, normally I'm not a vindictive kind of guy, but this incident was different. I felt I was representing all the guys on site that were badgered by these idiots. Not sure of the final ending, but that bank opened on time and the exterior marble looks magnificent. I smile each and every time I drive by it. And there we go. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, who exactly had to pay for all of this. I assume it was the father and son though as they were contracted to do the work and they didn't fulfill their contract so i assume they never got paid maybe the bank had to pay eventually anyway but as long as the father and son didn't get any money then i'm i'm satisfied that's for sure or maybe they never actually realized and they just were like oh screw it let's do it so that means that if you ever come across this atm i don't know where it would be but hey maybe you can work it out somehow you can just get into it and take all the money without causing the alarm to go off. Yeah, it seems unlikely, but you never know. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want more revenge stories right away, please check out the link in the description, the playlist on screen, or just type in Redditor Revenge on any platform and you'll find some more epic stories from me. If you're new to the channel and haven't done already, subscribe, follow, and I'll see you all later today with a brand new Reddit episode. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 